Hello, my friends, and uh, welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be um, episode 126, and I'm going to do the reading for St. Stephen. It's a little late, I know. Uh, So here we go. Let's start with the entrance antiphon here. The name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The gates of heaven were opened for blessed Stephen, who was found to be first among the numbers of the martyrs, and therefore is crowned triumph in heaven. All right, so let's uh, let's do the Gloria. I always love the Gloria. It just, you know, times when I when we pray it um, it really brings tears to my eyes because it's so beautiful you know it's uh, you know it's just fantastic and I think it expresses everything uh, about our faith um, okay lost my place here a little bit but it's um it's beautiful okay in the name of the father son and holy spirit glory to god in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill we praise you we bless you we adore you we glorify you we give you thanks for your great glory lord god heavenly king o god almighty father Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen, amen, amen. All right. And I'm going to say this prayer. This is a prayer for um, before reading um, Holy Scripture. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, you instructed the hearts of thy faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have right judgment in all things and ever rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. All right, so... um. The word is that um, Pope Benedict is uh, stable and he's lucid. Uh, There's not much really coming out from Vatican City or from the office. Um, But we should keep him in our prayers and uh, we're going to say a prayer for him uh, now in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for him. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for him. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for him. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on him. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on him. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on him. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Um, he's, um, I have to admit one thing, he's quite strong. I mean, fragile as he is, he's quite strong. 95 years old, you have to hand it to him. He is probably one of the last few if not the last of that greatest generation. I mean, the man has seen everything. Um, you know, I mean, I wasn't happy when he stepped down. I, I still honestly believe he could have held on, but that was, that's my opinion. And, um, he is very highly intellectual man. He's a cultured man. He definitely wasn't, I would say a fight. He's not a fighter like, the way John Paul II is. John Paul II, both of these men grew up um, almost around the same time, right? I mean, John Paul, probably a little older than him, you could say, and maybe, and um, witnessed World War II, witnessed communism. Uh, Benedict was uh i would say probably younger at the time and also grew up pretty much world war ii under hitler and was forced to join the uh the hitler youth movement people like to at the time throw it at his face called him a nazi a nazi you know how it is with liberals they love the word nazi and they love calling someone a nazi and they love calling someone uh anti-semite they love to call the person a racist that's their way of of, def of of ending an argument. You know, they, they, they love that. They just love, they, they love that because the truth is they're really the Nazis. They're really the anti-Semite. They're really the ones who are um, uh, uh, the, the, the oppressor, technically. Benedict XVI, Cardinal Ratzinger, uh, Joseph Ratzinger, is an intellectual. He's done more in this world for Christ than anyone we could imagine. All right, he's written, written books. He's taught. Uh, he has uh, given himself up for Christ, um, and he has done a lot for us. He's done a lot for the church, for the body of Christ. He has taught and he's preached the word. 
He has served Christ in this world. And we pray that he, he, will, um, he, will, he will receive the Lord's mercy. We'll pray for him. His journey is about to end in this world. And he will now go into eternity. And, you know, regardless what these materialists say, because that's what they are, they're materialists. They're materialists, they, they love this world, they want this world to be the only thing. And, you know, he has spoken out against such things. I mean, we pr I pray that <clears throat> I can study his books more. You know, I want to read his books more. I want to study his books more. I want to understand what he said better. I want. I hope the Holy Spirit can open my mind that I can learn more. You know, and I also hope to at least, maybe the Holy Spirit will give me the patience to listen to Pope Francis a little bit. To, to understand what he's saying. And, you know, to understand him a little bit because I know that I probably have expressed hostility towards him and anger towards him. But, you know, what do I know? I know nothing. That's the first thing I have to say. I know nothing. And, and I hope that, that the Holy Spirit can guide me to listen more. All right, let's begin with the reading. Okay, so the first reading is Acts chapter 6, verse 8 to 10, all right, and 7, 54 to 59. I see the heavens opened, okay? A reading from the book of Acts written by St. Luke. St. Uh, Stephen, filled with grace and power, was working great wonders and signs among the people. Certain members of the so-called synagogues of freed men Cyrenians and Alexandrians and people from Sicilia and Asia came forward and debated with Stephen, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. When they heard this, they were infuriated and they ground, they grounded their teeth at him. But he, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked up intently to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out in a loud voice, covered their ears and rushed upon him. Together they threw him out of the city and began to stone him. The, witness, the witnesses laid down their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Okay, the, the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. So, this is the first martyr. He wasn't an apostle, he was a deacon. And um, he was a, you know, a young man. He obviously was Hellen, uh, of Hellenistic Jewish background, a Jew who grew up among the Greeks. And here you hear 
the synagogue of freed men, <laughs> Cyrenians and Alexandrians and people from Sicilia and Asia came forward and debated with Stephen. Now, it showed you how complex that world was. I mean, you had, in Jesus' day, you had um, Pharisees and you have different class of Pharisees, different class of Pharisees. And then you had um, the Sadducees. They were mostly of the priestly clan, a majority of them, and they dominated the priestly clan. But they they had their own theological, uh, what you call disciplines, disciplines. And then you had also the Herodians, which were a more political class uh, of Jews who supported Herod. And they were probably, you could say, not definitely religious, but very much political, very much into the culture of the Greek and Roman culture. And then you had, um, you had different scribes, depending on which school of, of discipline you fall into. And then you had the Samaritans. The Samaritans, ironically, were very similar to the Sadducees. The Sadducees only believed in the five books of Moses. Majority of the Samaritans only received the five books of Moses, although there were other Samaritans that probably uh, accepted other books as well. Uh, you know, you know, I mean, because you're not going to learn anything about Christ just from the five books of Moses or the Messiah, because there's more. There's more, actually, and you need to um, probably embrace as a book. So, you know, the, the prophets and everything. And then you had like the Hellenistic groups and the Hellenistic groups uh, fall into different categories, I'm guessing as well, different disciplines. Um, these were ones who probably practiced Judaism and were probably not looked very highly by uh, Hebrew speaking Jews because they only read the scriptures uh, in from the Subduagent, which was a Greek translation of the Old Testament. So it wasn't a very black and white world. It was, it wasn't that simple. Like our world isn't that simple. And this is the world that Christianity came in. And this is the world where the Christian religion would grow. This is where the Christian religion would begin. Stephen was, he's remembered. He's written in the book of Acts. He's the first official martyr. After him would come James and Nathaniel. And others would follow. But this is how the Christian faith evolved. This is how it came into the world. It came into a very complex world. Not a very, uh, not, it's not, it's not very simple as some people like to believe a very complex world. But here's an interesting thing. He's remembered. He's remembered. Yes, because he was the first martyr. But I want you to think carefully. 
he went unnoticed by the the Roman authorities. He went unnoticed. He was a problem. And they targeted him because they wanted to believe that they can slow down this messianic movement, this Jesus movement, this Nazarene movement. Slow it down, push him aside, you know, like we'll, we'll make an example and scare them. And not everybody was on board, right? Uh, Paul's uh, teacher, Gemimel, was not, was not for it. Um, you know, there was probably other Pharisees that were not for it, um, that were supportive of the, of the, of the uh, Jesus of Nazareth movement. But some decided that these guys are becoming a serious problem. These Christians, these Nazarenes, these unlearned men, these fisher, former fishermen, these Galileans are becoming a thorn to our side. They're growing. People are listening to them. People are going over to them. They were teaching in the temple. Remember, they were teaching in the temple courtyard. They weren't, there wasn't arguments about, they probably kept a lot of the Jewish customs and traditions in the beginning, but the point is they were, their doctrines was developing. People were beginning to listen to them. People were putting the words of Jesus of Nazareth to practice. This is interesting. And so it was probably growing so much. It was probably getting to the point where they were like, wow, uh, we got a serious problem here. We have a serious issue. We have to figure out what to do about this. So they decided to make an example against this, against, against them by taking this one young man that made a lot of enemies and decided that they're going to get rid of him. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read um, from the, uh, the book of Acts, starting from chapter 6. Uh, first center of diffusion. Chapter 6 is the institution of the seven deacons. In those days, as the number of disciples grew, the Hellenistic, the Hellenists made a complaint against the Hebrews. See, it wasn't that simple, asserting that their own widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And so the twelve called together the entire community of disciples and said, It is not right for us to neglect the word of God in order to wait on tables. It's interesting. Therefore, brethren, we direct you to select from among you seven men of good reputation, men filled with the Spirit and with wisdom, to whom we may assign this task. We will then be able to devote ourselves to prayer 
and to the ministry of the word. The entire community found this proposal to be acceptable, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Spirit, together with Philip, Prochorus, Nacnor, Timian, Priminus, and Nicholas of Antioch, who was a convert to Judaism. They then presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid hands on them. The word of God continued to spread ever more widely. The number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly, and a larger, a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. All right, so these were from the Hellenists, and one of them, the Hellenist, when it says he was a convert to Judaism, um, uh, what's it, goes, it says here, um, and Nicholas of Antioch, who was a convert to Judaism. This means that he was not born of the uh, of of a uh, of Judea of Jewish roots, of of the ethnically Jewish, not like Stephen. Stephen was a Jew who lived in Greek lands and lived among the Greeks. So they were called the Hellenistic Jews, the Jews who live among the Greeks, among the the Gentiles. Uh, Nicholas was someone who came outside obviously from pagan background to Hellenistic Judaism, you could say. And now waiting on tables, obviously a deacon is like a, a, a ser is a servant, like a butler almost, you could say, kind of. But I, I guess, or you know, it sounds like a waiter, but but technically the, 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 the diaconate, the, the order of the ministry of deacon became something else more became someone who basically helped more than just waiting on tables. Maybe this was just the early uh, primitive time, uh, the way they were talking, because obviously, as we can see, moving on from here to verse 8, accusations against Stephen. Stephen, filled with grace and power, began to work great wonders and signs among the people. Then certain members of the so-called synagogue of freedmen People from Cyrene, that's like in um, Libya, and Alexandria, as well as others from Sicilia and Asia, came forward to debate with Stephen. However, they were unable to refute him because of his wisdom and the spirit who inspired his speech, being the Holy Spirit. So they bribed some men to say, we heard this. Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. After this, stirring up the people as well as the elders and the scribes, they seized Stephen, placed him under arrest, and brought him before the Sanhedrin. Then they called forward false witnesses who claimed this man never stopped speaking against this holy place and the law, for we have heard him assert that Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the, the traditions that Moses handed down to us. All those who sat in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and his face appeared like the face of an angel.
the if you read the passage of of Acts six and seven about Saint Stephen, you'll notice that he had the ability to discourse. He go he starts off by going to the history of Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, and the covenant. And then you see how he his knowledge, his knowledge of the scriptures. He reminds the high priest, the scribes, all the elders of the promise that God made to their people, the beautiful promises of the covenant. And they responded by grinding their teeth. To me, that's satanic. You know, um, grinding the teeth shows just something uh, dark and satanic. The fact that they could, they, they, they didn't want to listen. Uh, they would clog their ears. And you see this with the, you know, with a lot of the people, they, they want to undo, like today in today's world, they want to undo Christianity. Um, interesting, like uh, recently, you know, like when uh, I was listening to uh, commentaries that were talking about when the uh, Marriage Act bill that was passed under Biden, so-called Catholic Biden, how a reporter asked his uh, press secretary, why, if this is supposed to make it easy for same-sex people to get married and not be turned away, why was a clause written in to, to give uh, established, like say ministers, like priests, rabbis, imams, uh, other 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 um, religions like Protestant ministers and Hindus and others. Why was it written in that they they be excused that they would not you know if if uh, why shouldn't they not fall under the law? And her response for Jean Pierre said, "There's a lot of work we have to do. There's a lot of work we must do. It doesn't end here. You see this this kind of behavior." This kind of behavior that you got to go after Christians and Jews, that you got to go after, uh, ra- uh, you know, uh, imams and others to force your 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 interpretation of of marriage, your interpretation of morality. It's almost like as though they're 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 blocking their hearing and grinding their teeth. The, the, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're living in a time that, it, you know, we may have to start seeing persecution. It's sad. It's sad and it, it breaks my heart, you know, it, that, that, that we might have to see this. But, but maybe at the same time, maybe that's the only way the faith can get back the upper ground. Maybe persecution is the only way. Maybe that's, I mean, think about it. In the early days of the Christian faith, persecution was meant to wipe out the Christian faith. But persecution only wound up giving us a greater, a greater ground to stand on.
Maybe that's the only way. Who knows? It's sad. But it's true. Stephen was taken out. They took him beyond the city walls. And they stoned him. They put him to death. And it's, you know, it, it did not end there. Others were, others, others were persecuted. And the faith spread all out. So, where do we go from here? I mean, think about it. Now, Father Frank Pavone lost his, he, had, he was laicized. He's still a priest, but he was laicized. But, does this mean it's the end? No, it's not. He'll gain his back, he'll gain his priesthood back. So will the Father Altman. But speaking out and calling names is not, is not the means to holiness. It's not the means to holiness, I think. We all want to get angry. I think the best thing to do is like go behind closed doors and tell God how angry you are. But don't go in front of social media calling the Pope and other bishops a brood of vipers. That doesn't help. That's not going to help you win, you know, win over. You have to, I mean, yes, it's difficult. Nobody, who can love their enemies? Who can love their enemies? You can only love your enemy with the grace of God, with the love of Christ. Christ knows that it's hard. It's hard to love our enemies. I mean, for crying out loud, your, your, your enemies and your uh, neighbors are usually the same one as G.K. Chesterton said. So it takes a lot more. All right, let's look at the gospel. I'll skip the psalm uh, and go straightly here to the gospel here. So, um, Matthew chapter 10, verse 17 to 22. For it will not be you who speak but the spirit of your father. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of men, for they will hand you over to courts and scourge you in their synagogues, and you will be led before governors and kings for my sake as written before them and the pagans, as witness before them and the pagans. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. You'll be given at that moment what you are to say. For it will not be you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will hand over brother to death and the father his, ch his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name's sake. But, who, but whoever endures to the end will be saved. So, this, this, um, 
This is from the words of our Lord. And we already saw what happened to Stephen. And we saw what happened to Father Frank Pavone. We saw what happened to Father Altman. We saw, you know, what happens to others. We saw the hypocrisy. A Jesuit priest who um, molests, sexually abuses nuns. An artist. He stays. Uh, he stays. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it should not make any sense. It's, you know, we're trying to. We want to make sense. But how do you, how do you make sense of such a thing? It's, look, it's, it's not for us. What we have to do is remain true to Jesus Christ. We have to remain true to him. Things that we don't understand about Pope Francis, how he thinks, how he handles things, it's hard. I mean, look, even certain choices that Benedict made did not make any sense to me. And there are things that John Paul II did that did not make any sense to me. But who are we supposed to remain loyal and faithful to? Jesus. All right? Only Jesus. Remain faithful to him. Remain faithful to him. Trust him. Everything else doesn't matter. Okay? The cardinals, the bishops... Even what the popes do or say, that don't, that don't make any sense. Remain faithful to our Lord. Don't listen to Taylor Marshall. You know, go find a Latin mass. <clears throat> you know, move, move there. You know, you know, do you know, do the great Catholic migration and find a faithful Catholic mass. Like going to a Catholic mass is going to restore everything back to the way it used to be. It never was. Okay. That is never going to happen. It's naive and it's stupid. Yeah, I'm calling it stupid. Marshall is smart, but honestly, there are things about there are things that he says that don't sound right. Let's just put it that way. St- stay faithful to Christ our Lord. Stay faithful to him. Don't worry about anything else. Just let's, let's just not worry about it. All right, I'm going to end it here. So um, let's say an Our Father, and we'll say a Three Hail Marys for... Um, we'll say it for Pope Benedict and Pope Francis, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we'll say it for Father Altman and for Frank Pavone. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy. hear our prayer. Sacred Heart of Jesus, hear our prayer. Sacred Heart of Jesus, hear our prayer. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Lord, please comfort Pope Benedict Emeritus right now in his this very difficult and sensitive time. And also we pray for Pope Francis, guide his mind and heart to the truth. And we pray for Father Frank Pavone and Father Altman. Please, Lord, hear our prayer. Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. <sighs> 